Останнє на цей світ біленький У смертну годину козак мовив так Хай живе, живе він на Україна Хай живуть, живуть вічно козаки Хай цвіте, хай цвіте червона калина Нехай згинуть воріженьки на вічні віки Нехай згинуть воріженьки на вічні віки як вороги кляті нас на кіл саджали, Як жуця палили у смолі пекли. Козаки у ката життя не благали, Родою України думи їх були. Хай живе, живе вільна Україна, Хай живуть, живуть вічно козаки. Хай цвіте, хай цвіте червона калина, Нехай згинуть воріженьки на вічні віки, Нехай згинуть воріженьки на вічні віки. which translates as Musicians from Lviv, and that was Chai Jive Vilna Ukraina, Long Live Free Ukraine. Dobry den i vitaju vas vsih dorihi radio suhči na radio programu Naš Holos Radio Krinskoho Korinja, katera podajati vam na radio stanci CHLY 101 FM umisti nenajmo. Pre mikrofoni, cijuho denu je Pavlina, a pisicoho Oksana bude z vame nestupni pifo dene. Hello there and welcome to Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio, coming to you on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm Paula demchuk Makori, Pokrinska Pavlina. I'll be your host for this first hour, and Oksana will be along at 12 noon to host the rest of the show in Ukrainian. Coming up in this hour, 
a couple of items from the Nash Holos Audio Archives, Timeless Gems, I like to think of them, as well our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And since uh, school is starting, I thought we'd get things off to a good start with Ron Kahoot and Ihor Baczynski and the Osbuka Drill. The key to learning any language is to first learn the alphabet. And in Ukrainian, the alphabet is called the Azbuka. And the way we like to learn the alphabet, or the Azbuka, is to do the Azbuka drill. So come on, children, test your skill. Let's do the Azbuka drill. Дим-да-ля, 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 дим-
That was Pikardiska Teretsia with Vasilne Marsh, the wedding march. And what kind of a Ukrainian wedding would not include pierogies, also known as Varenike? Here is Express singing all about Varenechke, another word for the ubiquitous pierogies. <laughs> Помирай, милая, помирай, милая, 
чорнобривая, помирай, милая, помирай, милая, помирай, уха-ха, моя чорнобривая. А с кем будешь доживать, милый мой беленький? А с кем будешь доживать, голубь мой сезенький? И с кумой, милая, и с кумой, милая, и с кумой, уха-ха, моя чорнобривая, и с кумой, милая, и с кумой, милая. Так и шли уже до дому, милый мой миленький Паренечки наварю, голубь мой сезенький Не палуй, милая, не палуй, милая Не палуй, уха-ха, моя чорнобривая Не палуй, милая, не палуй, милая Не палуй, уха-ха, моя чорнобривая Welcome to Knizhka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, Ukrainian stories in English. In this edition of Knizhka Corner, we will be discussing Leslie Pierce's Empress of the East, the biography of Roxolana, a captive slave who became the wife of Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent. Empress of the East is a profoundly insightful look at one of the most mysterious figures of the 16th century. Roxulana was a slave captured in Ukraine. At the time, Ukraine was known as Ruthenia. She was sold to the Ottoman harem, but later became the wife of Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent. She ruled with her husband and had a lasting impact on the country known as Turkey today. The subtitle of the book sums up Roxulana's importance. How a European Slave Girl Became Queen of the Ottoman Empire. Leslie Pierce skillfully describes the perilous journey that led Roxolana from obscurity to the Sultan's bed. Roxolana was captured at age 13 in her homeland, known at that time as Ruthenia. Today, she would have lived in Ukraine. She became a royal concubine and quickly became a favorite of the Sultan. After bearing him a son named Mehmed, Roxolana retained favor with Suleiman I for 15 years before marrying him in 1536. In a revolutionary break with tradition, she became the very first Ottoman concubine ever to marry a Sultan who was her master. Roxulana remained with Suleiman and bore him several other children. She ruled with him for 22 years until her death in 1558. Pierce uses historical documents, letters, and accounts written by foreign dignitaries to piece together Roxulana's complicated life. Her given name is unknown, but her native country of Ruthenia caused European dignitaries to call her Roxolana, or the Maiden from Ruthenia. After her marriage to Suleiman, she was officially known as Haseki Sultan. By the time she died in 1558, Roxolana made a lasting impression on the Ottoman Empire, not only as the wife of the Sultan, but also because of her numerous charitable foundations in Istanbul, and throughout the Ottoman Empire. She funded mosques, schools, 
soup kitchens, hospitals, shrines, and public baths. The establishment of these institutions by Roxolana was a break with the traditional role of an Ottoman royal consort. Leslie Pierce has written a very well-researched biography of a mysterious historical figure who impacted the Ottoman Empire and ruled with her husband at a time when women were not considered worthy to be leaders. Her rise from slave to concubine to royal wife is staggering in its speed, audacity, and importance. Roxolana comes alive as an intelligent but sensitive young woman who understood her role as a concubine to the sultan, but chose to use her influence to gain power for herself and her children. Roxolana's story has recently been revived in the Turkish historical television series Muhtasem Yuzil, Magnificent Century, which was originally broadcast from 2011 to 2014. It has since been seen by more than 150 million viewers in dozens of languages worldwide. Some readers may be irritated by the frequent references to Roxolana as a Russian slave. The very first sentence of the text refers to her in these terms. However, on the very next page of the book, the writer explains these references. Contemporary consensus held that she came from Ruthenia, old Russia, today a broad region in Ukraine, then governed by the Polish king. References to the Ukrainian historical figure of Roxolana in contemporary historical texts of the 16th century described her origins in these terms. The notes and extensive bibliography in Empress of the East will provide researchers with a great deal of useful information. Leslie Pierce's writing and teaching focus is the Ottoman Empire. Her first book, The Imperial Harem, Women and Sovereignty in the Ottoman Empire, explored the shifting nature of imperial politics and the role of the palace harem. Her second book, Morality Tales, Law and Gender in the Ottoman Court of Aintab, examined aspects of law and society in a provincial Ottoman court. Leslie Pierce studied at Harvard and Princeton University. She taught at Cornell, Berkeley, and NYU, where she became a silver professor in the Department of History and the Department of Middle Eastern and Islamic Studies. The Empress of the East is an impressive exploration of feminine power, ruthlessness, and political skill, which will be of interest to anyone interested in the impact of Roxolana on the history of the Ottoman Empire. It is a wonderful window into the world of harems, complicated Ottoman royal relationships, and palace intrigue. Empress of the East is available at Chapters and Amazon. Thanks, Myra. Join us again soon for another edition of Kanishka Corner, book reviews by Myra Junik, here on Nasholos Ukrainian Roots Radio. Ha, <laughs> 
Popular Ukrainian singer Oksana Mucha with Hayam Zelenenkim, The Green Grove. Up next, Sluhai from Winnipeg with Kariochi Chorniprove, Hazel Eyes and Dark Eyebrows. Kariochi chodni brove, ne zbud vas nikole. Iako sni ja vas paču, vesmi je tez aja plaču. Čari v mi oči, ve moji odinoki, vet čari v nole boki.
vas nikoli Iako snija vas baču Vesmijetes, a ja plaču наш голос Радіо Українського коріння, котре подається вам на хвилі CHLY 101.7 FM у місті Нанайму. І з вами Оксана і Павліна. You're listening to Dash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo with your hosts Oksana and me Павліна. Welcome to Beyond the Blue Mirror, a series of programs that celebrates the rich Ukrainian oral tradition. Each program features a folktale or legend, as well as a related real-life story, enhanced with traditional and contemporary music. My name is Linda Mikolayenko. Thank you for joining me. The Eternal Bride Once upon a time, in a village in Ukraine, there lived an old woman. Her shabby little hut stood at the edge of the village near a dense forest, and she could often be seen wandering there gathering plants and berries for her potions and poultices. People called her a Charivnitsya, a sorceress, because she knew enough magic to help them with her healing herbs and special words. And though they were frightened of her magic, they respected the old woman for her kind heart and her ability to cure their ills. Now the old woman wasn't always a Charivnitsya. She only learned the magic of healing after her daughter died from a mysterious illness. And now her only ray of sunshine was her granddaughter, Olena, her daughter's daughter, who had shared the old woman's hut ever since her mother died. Now Olena was a pretty little girl, with eyes the color of the sky and hair that shone like golden wheat. All the children in the village loved to play with her because she was always so lively and full of ideas for new games. But her only true friend was Bukhtan, the son of a shepherd. They spent many hours playing together and were rarely seen apart. Now as the years went by, the pretty little girl became a lovely young lass. 
Her babcha, her grandmother, had taught her the art of magic, and as bright as she was beautiful, Olena learned quickly. Soon she was an even better charivnetsya than her babcha. And as the years went by, Olena's friendship with Bohdan grew into love. But his parents were not happy about that. They were against Bohdan's meetings with Olena, and they absolutely forbid him to even think about marrying her. Perhaps it was her poverty. Maybe they were frightened of her unusual talent. No one knew the real reason for their opposition to Olena. Now Olena's great beauty and extraordinary talent had made her famous throughout the land. Many young men, rich and poor, came to ask for her hand in marriage. But she always found some odd excuse to refuse them or set up some impossible task for each suitor to perform. Her heart was with Bukdan, and she still hoped that one day they would be together. One day a warrior from a foreign land arrived. He was very wealthy and highly respectable, though he did have a menacing look about him. And he, too, asked Olena to marry him. Come back in a year, she said with a mischievous laugh. If at that time you can follow me everywhere with your love, I will marry you, she said. She was certain that in a year's time the foreigner would forget all about her. And besides, she was relying on her magic. She knew that the task of following her would be extremely difficult and would require not only the knowledge of magic, but much skill and experience in its practice. However, in a year's time, the foreigner returned. He announced that he himself had learned magic and he was now ready to fulfill his task. Well, this came as quite an unpleasant surprise to Olena. Still, she was confident in her magic, and so she smiled sweetly at him and turned herself into a quail. Immediately, he became a falcon. So she turned herself into a little goldfish, but he followed her by becoming a perch. Instantly, she became a deer running swiftly through the forest, but soon a big wolf. Her suitor was pursuing her. Olena tried every trick she knew to elude him. But it was no use. The foreigner was well prepared for all of them. He had spared no expense in getting the best teachers of magic to tutor him in their art. With tears in her eyes, Olena realized that she must keep her promise. She agreed to marry him. By that time, her babcha was old and very sick, and she really wanted to see her granddaughter settled before she died. She was sorry to see that there was no love in the marriage, but she knew that in matters of love, even magic is powerless. So she gave her consent, saying, Respect each other, and love will come. It was spring. Elaborate preparations were made for the wedding. 
Much food was prepared. The guests arrived. The musicians began to play. Olana, dressed in a satin gown as white as snow, was even more beautiful than ever. The wedding procession set off for the church. The groom walked beside his bride. His eyes seemed strangely dark, and he seemed annoyed and anxious to take his new bride back with him to his own country. I have better plans for her magic and beauty, he said to himself, and it is not healing people. Her beauty and her magic will make me the richest man in the whole world, and it will happen very, very soon. Now many people lined the side of the road, greeting the young couple and throwing flowers at their feet. Among them stood Buchdan. His eyes tried to meet Olena's. I love you so much they seem to cry in the painful silence. Then just for a split second, Olena's eyes met his. And suddenly Olena rushed off the side of the road and into the nearest garden where she disappeared among the trees. And instead of Olena, there appeared in the garden trees that had never been seen before. They were radiant in their snow-white blossom. The groom wizard was furious at this turn of events, and he turned himself into a strong wind and flew into the garden, howling and wailing like a wolf. He tried to pull all the petals away, gather them together and keep them to himself, but it was no use. Olena had embraced her land in the first blossoms of the very first cherry trees. And then, another miracle. Buchdan disappeared. And on the very spot where he stood, there appeared a swarm of bees. And then the golden cloud of bees flew towards the cherry trees, gathering sweet honey, kissing every tiny flower. And so it is still today. The cherry tree, an eternal bride, every spring wears her snow-white gown, and golden bees kiss it, sharing a gift of never-ending love. Oh, oh, oh. 
Every spring, Michalina walked among the blossoms, apple blossoms, plum and pear blossoms, and of course, cherry blossoms. Indeed, the Ukrainian village where she was born and grew up was called Sader, which means orchards. By the time she was 20 years old in 1930, though, she left it behind to join her parents and her siblings to come to Canada. No doubt she had great expectations for a wonderful future in this new land, but it was not to be. Like Olena in The Legend of the Eternal Bride, Mechelina would eventually disappear. Unfortunately, her story is not nearly as romantic. The 1930s were difficult years for newcomers to the prairies, and it wasn't long before Mechelina set off to find work in the northern mining town of Flinflon, Manitoba. But just a few months later, she found herself in a mental hospital. No one is exactly sure what traumatic event caused her to have a nervous breakdown, but she was most likely a witness to violence or a victim of violence herself. The hospital bill soon climbed to $140, but her parents could not afford to pay it. So Michalina was ordered deported. She would have ended up in an asylum, but her older sister, who had stayed behind in Ukraine, welcomed her back into the family home. To keep her safe inside, bars were put on the doors and windows. Michalina lived with her sister until one day during the Second World War. When her sister was out, she managed to escape the confinement of the home. She was never seen again. That part of Ukraine was occupied by the Nazis at the time, and the horrors she might have faced are difficult to contemplate. She could have been tortured or shot in a massacre. She could have met her fate in a concentration camp. Michalina was my auntie, and I pray that somehow she managed to transcend her tragic circumstances, and that by God's mercy, as she took her last breath, she imagined she was surrounded by the fragrant beauty of cherry blossoms.
Beyond the Blue Mirror is a series of programs that celebrates the rich Ukrainian oral tradition. I would like to acknowledge the support of the Canada Council for the Arts. Je remercie de son soutien le Conseil des Arts du Canada. I would also like to thank Ethnic FM CKER Radio for the Roger Charest Senior Award for Broadcast and Media Arts, administered through the Ukrainian Resource and Development Center at Grant McEwen College in Edmonton. The folktale in this program is based on The Eternal Bride, from the book A Garland of Legends and Folktales from Ukraine, adapted and retold by Oleksandra Stati, published in 2000 by Ukrainian Gift Shop Incorporated, St. Anthony, Minnesota. Introductory music for this series is taken from Dance 5, from the CD Prairie Nights and Peacock Feathers, performed by Paris de Cave, distributed by Olesha Records. This program also features the folk song, Oyu Vishnevo Musadochku, by the Lastyuka Ukrainian Orthodox Choir and Orchestra, from the CD Across the Steps, and the original composition by Oleksa Lazochuk, Joy of All Sorrow, from the CD Bright Sadness, distributed by Tender Shoot Music. I'm Linda Mikolayenko. You may reach me through my website, lindathestoryteller.ca. Thank you for listening.
girl group from Ukraine called Lubostok with Vassel and before them Teen Sonsa from Ukraine also a guy group and that was Yikale Kozakia the Riding Cossacks Nahadu you vesukhite radio programu nash holos radio nasho hokorinya nakveli CHLY stoideni simfm umistine naimo tsuhodenu bolazvame pavina zaras perediu mikrofonu oksani ala peritemio khochu zalashetavasti kemislovame mudroste tak yak inevse ludena mojes nate tak inevse moje vonamate and our proverb of the week translates as as a person cannot know everything so also he cannot have everything you're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm Pavlina, and my time with you is up. Oksana will be here at the top of the hour to host the rest of the show. Thanks for listening. Dozu srichi.
Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.